Hey, welcome to the Street Shots Photography Podcast with the Switch to Manual guys. I'm Antonio. And I'm Tom. And we're together again. <laughs> hey. You made it. You made it out west. Yep. Safely in Tempe, Arizona. Tempe? <clears throat> Tempe? Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of tricky to pronounce. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, it really is. I mean, I've been told, yeah, put yeah. equal emphasis on both syllables. So it's Tempe. 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 Okay. Yeah. 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 How did the trip go? It was great. You know, it was uh, me and my dad and uh, my huge German Shepherd, Johnny Cash, in the cab of a U Haul truck driving a couple thousand miles. So it, it was an adventure. Yeah, I was taking a few selfies while driving with Johnny Cash's head on my shoulder. Yeah, well, that picture, I'm putting that up in the show notes because that is by far a favorite picture of mine of you um, or, you know, a shot of you that I've seen because uh-huh. he is just in love with you. I don't know. There's so much in that photograph of this giant German shepherd leaning on your shoulder and you've got this big grin on your face with your pretty cool sunglasses on and uh, <laughs> it just looks like a totally like this is what dogs do dogs are the best so yeah he's awesome i think i nearly gave my dad a heart attack you know why oh <laughs> just taking pictures driving you know with johnny cash on me oh okay Speaking of which do not try that at home no no we, Oops, we yeah. don't advocate that you know and wear your seat belts and whatnot we're <laughs> professionals we do that. <laughs> we do this for a living so do we get to see a shot of you in a cowboy hat yet, or is that uh, Arizona? It's night? funny you should say that, because I, I saw a guy walking with a cowboy hat today, and I just thought, you know, I mean, right now it's really mild, and it's like perfect weather. We've had some really dramatic um, storms and cloud formations mm-hmm. uh, that have been really beautiful. You know, I, I maybe we'll put a, a shot up, but, you know, at times the sun can be so intense, and I saw this dude with a cowboy hat, and I just thought, you know, and this kind of weather, it's just like functionality trumps fashion. Right. It's like, you know what? I'm going to wear a cowboy hat or else I'm going to die. <laughs> Are you, well, you know, I've got this picture of you on my Skype window of you with your little pork pie hat, you know? So that doesn't quite have enough uh, shade, I think. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm go for the full-on sombrero. Yeah. Oh, sombrero. Yeah, with the, little, with the little balls hanging on the ends, too. <laughs> You know, we got people here in Brooklyn who wear cowboy hats, so, you know, you know, it's not... Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I got some shots of those people. And, uh, you know, I wanted to mention, you know, the timing is interesting because, I mean, this is the... We're, we're recording this on the 21st of October, and we've just passed our one-year anniversary of this podcast, you know, within the past yeah. couple of weeks, you know? So, yeah, hard to believe, man. A year has flown by. Yeah. Just to put this out there, we had... Uh, I had... Uh, Victor Kahiao of the TerraTech podcast and my mentor for podcasting, uh, he filled in for you as a guest host and a guest guest on our 30th episode, which would really have been our anniversary episode, but you were uh, in transit, as it were, getting settled. Yeah, that's awesome. I'm yeah. glad he was available. Victor is, a, you know, he's a compadre, you know, and... Uh, he got me initially into podcasting. He had me as a guest on his, what was the show called? And I'm spacing out now. Um, 
typical Shutterbug podcast. Uh, huh. Yeah. Well, that's that's perfect because, I mean, that fits in with today's topic of just the larger photographic community and uh, how cool it is and how fun it is to be part of and the way that will, you know, it inspires us and and hopefully, you know, it's a forum for us to inspire others because he sounds like he was one of the people who introduced you to the photographic world. Well, not the you know the photographic podcasting world as a world. Okay, uh huh. So I've been a photographer a lot. Yeah, I've been a photographer a lot longer than he has. He's more of the when he chose to use the typical shutterbug. I think he was referring to you know people who are not professionals and doing it for uh, for the love of it. And uh, uh-huh. I see. Yeah, you know that's tie in with our topic. We want to talk about this the community of photographers and. I connected with Victor through social media, primarily through Twitter, I believe, because that's my main social media outlet, uh-huh. other than Facebook for you know personal s- stuff. But uh, Twitter is my main way uh, of getting out there in the world. And I can't remember how we hooked up, but I would listen to his podcasts before I knew him. Huh. Yeah. Uh-huh. I mean, he was doing a, a couple of other podcasts, and, and he's got, I think I wrote on the Facebook page when I was promoting that episode that uh, are promoting his Terratech podcast which is really good uh, that you know if Mel Torme is considered the velvet fog because of his voice I think that Victor Cahiao is the velvet velvet because he's he's <laughs> got a voice really meant for radio I mean he is, is smooth and um, he, he knows what he's talking about and it's a pleasure to hear him so anyway uh, yeah, he got me my feet wet in uh, in podcasting, and it's always been in the back of my mind to do that. And so he's sort of the grandfather of this podcast. Awesome, yeah, yeah, so definitely an inspiration on the podcasting front. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's interesting that he uses the term shutterbug because that was partially what got me thinking about this, the theme for this episode of just the larger photographic community because. Since I've arrived in Arizona, a, a lot of, you know, I'm here to serve a new church, Desert Palm UCC, and a lot of the members of the church that I'm meeting are interested in photography, and part of my introduction with, to the church was mention of, of my photography, and so a lot of people have said, oh, I'm so excited that you're a photographer, I am too, and so I've found myself talking about like, oh, it's great to meet a uh, fellow shutterbug and <laughs> you know and that's and it is it's fun it's sort of like I'm, I, I also really like motorcycles and there's sort of that same sense of community around motorcycles mm-hmm. you, you see somebody on one and you start talking to them and you immediately have something important and common and kind of a shared language and um, so yeah that's that's what got me thinking in this direction can i mention you brought up motorcycles let me mention my experience with that because i originally had i didn't have a motorcycle i had a scooter uh-huh uh which i bought to hold a parking space in my building long story won't get into it but uh i bought a scooter and you know it was a little 49 cc you know next to nothing it couldn't go more than 30 miles an hour so i would consider that you know really on the low end of you know, two-wheeled motored vehicles. Uh-huh, yeah. And Not quite the Hell's Angels. No, but when I went to the... <laughs> 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 so, Hell's Angels. 
<laughs> but, but wait a second. This will tie into this because okay, um, I would go to the dealership to you know have some stuff done, and I always thought, well, you know, these guys got motorcycles and big motorcycles and you know, you know, huge Harleys and there's nin- ninja bikes and all these crazy things. And when I walked in there, I you know I had the scooter and I have this you know Charlie Brown helmet, and mm. all of a sudden I walked in and I was part of the part of the crowd. Part of the tribe. I was yeah. part of the tribe. And, you know, those guys, I would say, you know, quote unquote professionals, you know, because they had the the heavier bikes and they spent time building it. And I didn't. But I was still considered a tribe member in some mm-hmm. way. And I just had this photo walk last week, the Scott Kelby Worldwide Photo Walk, which I missed that you were not there. And we did it. I in know. Red- I missed not being there. Yeah. Yeah. And we did it in Red Hook. It was a couple of weeks ago. And the weather was crappy, and we didn't quite sell out. We had 50 slots. We had 41 of them filled up, uh-huh. and, and the weather was not good. But it, we ended up walking around, and we didn't get wet, um, but it just wasn't a great day. So I think a lot of people decided not to come. But the mix of the group of the photo walkers was, was incredibly varied, huh. and, and, but we're all part of the same tribe. Right, exactly. You know, you know yeah. th- this person has a Canon camera. That person has a Fuji camera. That one has a Nikon camera. You know, there's a slight rivalry a little bit, but it's all in fun. But at that point, as a group of people, we were all doing the same thing. And there was no, it's funny, there's no professional, there's no amateur. We were just, you know, for lack of a better term, shutter bugs. Yeah, exactly. And so when you talked about motorcycles, it made me think about that. That, you know, once you start to... To get together with the people who share that love of photography and and have cameras and and know the stuff that you're talking about and the lenses and you know there's the geeky part of it, we're all part of the same group. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it reminds me of when we've done some photo walks like in in Red Hook and that that great feeling of when you see something you want to stop and take a picture. I think so many people who are into photography at whatever level are familiar with that feeling of like oh. You know, I'm going to slow everybody down because I want to run over and take a picture of this. And there's sort of that sense of like, my passion for this is getting in the way and other people have to wait for me. But when you're with a group of photographers, then everyone understands. (laughs) And it's such a great feeling. Yeah, it is. It is. And that group experience, what's fun about it, when we end up looking at all the photographs at the end and you notice how varied everybody's eye is you know yeah they all take pictures of the same thing and it and it it looks vastly different so it's just anyway it's a style thing yeah no it's part of the fun absolutely it it is part of the fun so when mentioning that you know we're talking we're talking about community this is today's the 21st today's wednesday the 21st so starting tomorrow uh thursday the 22nd in new york we're having the photo expo east I always forget what it's called, PPE, Photo Plus Expo or whatever, uh, three days uh, at the Javits Center. So it's Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. Yeah, that's a great gathering of photographers. Oh, my gosh, yes. I, I've been going to it since I was in college. So many, many moons. And I have, I've rarely missed one of these conferences. And I go to it mainly – to meet other photographers and talk to, you know, talk to the vendors as well, but meet other people who are in my field. Yeah. So two days of of, gear. Yeah. It's two days of geeking out with gear, you know, bumping into people who I've known for a while, 
or new people and just talking to other photographers who share, you know, this passion. And obviously for some it's business. And, you know, for me it's also a business as well. But, you know, it's not just a business. Yeah. No, the, yeah, there's there's the fun and the camaraderie, which is what we're talking about today. And, yeah, it's fun when you're at the the expo. It's such a huge, massive, impressive gathering of, you know, industry leaders and all kinds of new equipment and technology and lots of knowledgeable people so that's that's kind of fun when you get everybody concentrated in one area like that yeah in in your area i know you're going to be you're shifting your not priorities but you know you're taking on a lot different work but are you still going to be working with getting together with photographers and going out on on walks and stuff I'll see. I definitely have a lot of people at my church who are interested. Um, and so I definitely want to um, create some opportunities for people to explore their creative energies uh, through the lens. So, yeah, I'll definitely be doing something. You know, I'm still trying to figure out exactly what kind of format I want to want to do. Mm-hmm. But it's so beautiful out here. It's, the natural beauty is just uh, incredible, overwhelming. And uh, really different, of course, just the, the desert canyon kind of big sky terrain is so interesting. And, you know, the vegetation is so beautiful, all mm. these cacti. And it's, uh, yeah, maybe I'll, I'll put up a, a couple images. I, I went to a, a botanic garden um, event here in Tempe. There's a, a well-known garden, and there are some really just – you know, the natural beauty on kind of a macro level was really spectacular. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can imagine that where you're at, it would be a great opportunity to go out with a group of photographers to some really interesting landscape location early in the morning or late at, you know, at sunset or something like that and have yeah. a little photo gathering, you know, because you're right there. You're where, you're there where the, the, the natural beauty is, so... Yeah, it's not too far from the Grand Canyon, so... Really? How far are you from the Grand Canyon? I, mean, uh, I could look at a map, but, you know... Yeah, I, I'm i not sure exactly. I think it's a couple of hours. I'm I'm basically outside Phoenix. A couple of hours is, is, is nothing. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I came in from the north on my cross-country trip down through Sedona, and Sedona was really spectacular. Yeah. Well, back to the, uh, to the community of photographers. Yeah. Just to... I know we go on a little side note. I just haven't talked. You know, everybody. I haven't talked to, to Tom in person in a little while. So you're getting to hear the, you know, the us sort we're of catch, catching, catching up, catching up with each other. But you know, they're all they're they're all for, on the ride with us. So yeah, I'm, I'm happy about that. But yeah, you know, we started Switch to Manual as a uh, photo walk, photo workshop kind of business and you know i know we're spending a little bit more time in podcasting and i think when the weather once once things sort of settle down a little bit maybe it's not a weather thing but uh i'm gonna get the photo walks back up and running in you know in brooklyn they won't be the same without you oh yeah Mm. and i'm not sure about doing our little class but i certainly want to do the photo walks you know in greenwood cemetery and and red hook and uh, botanic garden in the spring i would like to get those up and running again but one of the great things about that kind of gathering of photographers is the sharing of knowledge. There's there's so much that you can learn. You know, I'm there as an instructor. You're there as an instructor sometimes. But, you know, we learn from the people who are with us as well. 
Would you yeah, say? Yeah, like you said, afterwards when you look at the images and everybody captures something different, yeah, ultimately, you know, everybody's on their own individual creative journey. You know, we're part of what we're what we like to do is just show people how to use the camera to yeah, yeah. span their creative powers. But, you know, what you're talking about in terms of those photo walks and in that area, you know, that's one of the fun things I think about meeting other photographers is that like we know New York so well. And so it's fun, especially people are visiting for them to go on a photo walk and, and you now you can show them some of the great places to shoot in New York. And, mm-hmm. you know, when I uh, was visiting here in Arizona, uh, a photographer from the church, a young guy named Duncan Maloney took me around and showed me some cool stuff in Phoenix. And we did, did a night shoot. So that was fun. And, you know, I think part of what we've experienced doing podcasts like with Bart is learning, getting a little, a window into other parts of the world and to see what other people are doing and other cool places to shoot so that if somebody wants to travel, say, to Arizona or New York City, they're not just sort of stepping off without any kind of sense of what's out there because now the through digital photography and social media, lots of barriers and walls are just kind of collapsing and we're really one big photographic community. Yeah, so you had your little tour and I, you know, my circles are pretty large in social media and I've met a lot of photographers through the podcasting and whatnot and specifically uh, the um, Shutter Time podcast with Sid and Mac. I've been on their show with Marco LaRousse. They had me and Marco on uh, a few episodes ago. We were talking about street photography. And I've been becoming sort of friends with Mac mostly. I haven't talked to Sid. She's not on Twitter that much, but Mac seems to pop in and he he retweets my pictures. And I learned that he is coming to New York in the next couple of weeks. So, you know, he direct messaged me and said, I'm coming to town and uh, I'd like to hang out. I was like, cool. You know, we'll hang out. Uh, he's coming to New York for the first time, as far as I know. He's never been here before. Mm-hmm. And uh, just like you were saying, I think a photographer is a great way to get a tour of the town because photographers know <laughs> all the great sites, you know? Right. And yeah, not just like the regular, fun. yeah, not just the regular tourist sites, but we know some of the off places to go to. So mm-hmm. here I am creating sort of a new relationship with somebody you know, online, another podcaster, another photographer, and now we're actually going to meet in reality and in, in a sense increasing that sense of community. But, you know, between, you know, me and him and our show and their show and, uh, you know, the fact that they've been pushing our show a lot, you know, so I'm really uh-huh. excited by that. They've been doing their show for a long time. They think they're up to like the 120th episode, 119th episode. So we're just, you know, we're scratching the surface here. But but I guess the idea is that we're all increasing the community of photographers uh, in general by by joining together like this. Yeah. And a lot of it's virtual and online. um, But what you're describing is a great example of sort of, you know, escaping the matrix and actually meeting another human being and (laughs) exploring the city together. So that's that's cool. The matrix has us. Yes. Yeah. Where's Morpheus? 
<laughs> you follow the white rabbit. Yeah. <laughs> you know, another another thing I, I wanted to mention is just the the ways in which other photographers can inspire us, how we all inspire each other. To me, that's part of the fun of just being part of the photographic community is you see other people's images, whether it's Twitter or Flickr or even Facebook. And it's fun. You know, you see somebody else doing something. And like if I see a street shot of yours, it just brings back a flood of memories of my own love for doing that. And um, similarly, if I see a great nature shot, mm-hmm. um, you know, and people typically have their styles. And we've talked about that before. And, you know, we all have the kind of photography that we like to do. But I think Art feeds art. There's just something about seeing other people's work that can be inspirational. And that's, for me, a big part of the fun of being in contact with other photographers. Yeah. You know, there's so many ways of doing that. I mean, I'm lucky that I'm in New York City now and I've got this conference going on and I had the, the, the photo walk. But there are so many ways of creating that community. If you don't have these things that are like in a city, creating a camera club is I think a great way to do it. We we started one, remember? We had that little our meetup, our little meetup. No, the meetup. No, remember when we first started doing switch? Oh yeah, had, that's right. Yeah, we came to your church and we had a few photographers hanging out and we we did our slideshows. Yeah, that was really fun. Yeah, yeah. You know, that's an easy thing to do to a either start a club or b find a club that already exists and find a kind of club that fits in with your you know what your desires are. But uh-huh. I've noticed that I've been to a couple of camera club meetings, and what I've noticed is that they're always welcoming. Um, uh-huh. They're always appreciative to have new people come in, generally. And uh-huh. you know how nice is it to spend sort of a, you know, a lazy evening with a few people talking about photographs and having you know a beer or a coffee. Uh huh. You know. Let me let me ask you this: in, in your experience with photo clubs, um, were images usually projected, or was there uh, like a, a a method for sharing images and looking at each other's work, or not always? Well, lately it's more projection because it's easier. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah, I think that some people like to show prints um, and bring their portfolios. And but for those people, they've had the time to print the pictures up more often than not. You know, if you have a slightly larger audience, the projection is a little bit easier to do. Um, uh-huh. Of course, that means finding someone who has a projector and a you know computer right. uh, to do that. But that tends to be a little bit better. But, you know, going to these camera clubs, you want to be able to pare down the amount of pictures you're showing because otherwise it becomes, you know, Uncle Sidney's slideshow right. of, you know, his trip to you know, the Grand Tetons or something like that, and it can take forever. So, yeah, you know, yeah. being considerate of the camera club, there's so many people and they're going to so show so many pictures. And often the they'll have a subject matter. So we're going to talk about these kind of pictures or, or that kind of picture. But you know what? You can always start your own camera club or photo club or photo meetup group and uh-huh. and come up with your own subject matter. So, uh, you know, and, and – publish yourself in in facebook and find local people who want to join in you don't even need a lot of people to start a camera club and we did that that first one i think it was like four of us yeah that's right? true yeah yeah and that was really fun yeah and maybe even started with me and you in the coffee shop <laughs> <laughs> I, really i'm serious i think that's how it kind of st- i mean that's how we started switching to manuals in a coffee shop 
Yeah. But, you know, I think we were showing each other our pictures in Cothra coffee shop and it was uh-huh. just a matter of just two people hanging out. So, yeah. I don't know. Well, it's it's worth noting that that's obviously a huge part of any kind of community of photographers is just that natural desire to say, you know, let's let's look at images and um and the more into it you are, the the stronger that desire is to share and explore and you know kind of touches on the whole portfolio review idea mm-hmm. um you know it's a like we have a subject but fun yeah you know we spend so much time alone as photographers photographing and then processing and whatnot i think it's very important not to lose touch with the the larger community of the rest of us yeah and maybe often to even volunteer to help other photographers do things like maybe be an assistant on a shoot or something because you know so much of what we do is we're so alone with stuff and it's so difficult to do a lot of stuff by ourselves that you know having a group of people who may be able to help you in certain respects is is a very i think important part of what we do these days yeah absolutely and commercially even too i think that's applicable i know you and i have done a couple weddings tony and that's just take take so much pressure off when you're doing it with someone and um you know i think any oftentimes in a commercial situation you can just build in uh you can just figure that into the cost and the price and depending on what you're doing you know you might be able to do it with with a friend or with an assistant and well if you're you know, doing it sorry i didn't interrupt yeah, but go ahead. you know if you're doing if you're part of a community of photographers uh, you can often do stuff for barter you know so i mean it's great to get paid and like maybe you know i'm working on a job and i'm getting paid but maybe i'm not getting paid enough to hire an assistant uh-huh. Um, because that can get kind of expensive, and then I might not make a decent fee. But you know, if I work with a community of people, and I can say, "Look, can you? I've done this before. I, you know, can you help me on this shoot? And then I will do this for you. You know, I will uh-huh. spend a couple of hours teaching you Lightroom, or I will assist you on a shoot. You know, and uh-huh. so that that little network that you start to create of people helping each other, that's an incredible resource. You know, and yeah. because you know each other, hopefully you start to know the people in the clubs that you are, or the little groups that you're creating, or the meetups. You know, you you, you kind of know how to work with somebody. So, you know, it's worth trying because you know we're we're so much into like we're not into a barter system anymore. I mean, you know, you know we sh- we could share favors with each other. Yeah, yeah, and sometimes people just want to learn more about different kinds of photography situations. You know, and so. Assisting somebody as a way to pick up some new skills and knowledge. Yeah. So the other thing I want to mention is that uh, in the end of summer here in New York or in Brooklyn, we have this event that's called Photoville, too. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's an example of community. It's incredible. Yeah, it's an incredible example. Now, of course, it's in New York, and I'm sure people are listening to this, you know, there and wherever. and. And it may not be easy to come to New York to see Photoville, but I would I would encourage seeking out things that are like this because a lot of things are happening in communities now with in regards to photography. And Photoville is set up in Brooklyn Bridge Park. It's a new park at the edge of uh, the Brooklyn side of um, the Brooklyn Bridge. And the whole place is set up with uh, shipping containers. So 
It's an entire photographic community that's been created out of these shipping containers that have been turned into galleries and, you know, little um, book review places and portfolio review places. And it's all set out in this park. And, and you were there. We were both there last year. I didn't go this year. I wasn't able to. Uh-huh. But what was your experience there? Do you remember? Oh, it was fantastic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just this huge, giant outdoor exhibition space. And um, and like you said, it, it was in those uh, shipping containers. There's some fantastic photography. And those, the containers sort of lent themselves to, like, walking into each one was sort of like walking into a separate gallery. And, mm-hmm. and there was lots of different themes and subject matter from photojournalism to just kind of pure artistic stuff and really, really high quality. And yeah, it was just, and it was enormous. I mean, it's, it's, that is, that's a show that would be worth going to New York from anywhere in the country. Yeah. That show. I would agree. You know, just like the photo expo, this, I mean, the photo expo is very gear oriented uh-huh. And this is more oriented towards, you know, the showing of pictures and projects from photographers. So it, it is almost like an outdoor gallery. There's a little, it's a little bit more than that somehow. I don't, I don't know. Yeah, I, I've yeah. only been there once, but the flavor of it was really interesting. Well, it's a beautiful location. It's down by the water. You're you're across from the Manhattan skyline. So yeah. at, night, at night, it's spectacular. And there were, there were some group gatherings and projection of images and um, I think maybe some films. I, I don't remember exactly now. Yeah, we but. had some of our pictures projected too. Remember we got into that, oh, that's into right. that yeah. show. And, the, yeah. and those pictures were also projected at a community gathering in Poland, the pictures that we had in that show. And so, that's right. Yeah, I forgot about that. You know, so there's another country and there's a you know a group of people who are looking at our pictures. So my, my point is that, yeah, Photoville's great. It happens to be in our you know, now it's my backyard. Mm-hmm. But I think a lot of these things are going on in a lot of parts of the country. And they may not be as big and famous as Photoville, but to be able to go to a gathering of photography and photographers does a lot to inspire. And, and you, you might have been asking me this before. I can't remember. But, you know, I go to this photo expo. I mean, you know, I love to look at gear and I love to buy things. I don't have money to go buy all this stuff, but it's nice to... F- to look at it but the whole the overall flavor of this event it really gets to inspire me to to go it's like recharges my photographic battery cells or something yeah Um, because there's so much imagery there's so much gear there's so many people thinking about the same thing it's almost like a collective push yeah you know all that collect all that photographic energy in everybody's mind seeps in and you know, and it's different than going to a museum. And we've talked about that, going to museums to get inspired, going to, you know, even to galleries and getting inspired. But those are very, to me, those are very insular kind of experiences. You know, you go to a... Mm, yeah, it can be kind of static, yeah. Yeah, you know, when you go to the movies, when you go to movies with your friend, you're really both sitting there watching the same thing and you're both quiet. It's like, it's a shared experience, but it's still somehow an alone experience. And not that there's anything wrong with that. But when you go to an event like Photoville or, you know, I know there's these photo expos out west. I can't remember the name of them. It might be related to the photo expo out east. But I know these things are everywhere. And when you go to these things, and maybe you're not, maybe it's not a photo meetup uh, where you're walking around or a photo walk, but a gathering of people who are talking about photography. You can't help but be inspired. 
by that. Mm-hmm. And it's a shared experience. You know, you're not just looking at something. You're part of something, part of some group energy. Yeah, yeah. And like uh, you said, when we have those images on the show, then all of a sudden it's it's all the more exciting because you're you're part of it. And so, yeah, well, that's I think that's a great note to end on because uh, – that's, well, we're ending. that's exactly the kind of thing we're talking about. Yeah, and we are running out of time. We're running out of time. Well, we have all the time in the world, Tom. <laughs> <laughs> but nobody wants to listen to us yap for, for two or three hours. So this is an ongoing conversation, obviously. To sort of finalize it, I think it, as those of us in the Northern Hemisphere move into the darker winter times uh that's probably a great time to start seeking out groups of people to hang out with because we can certainly all use the help as we run out of sunlight Uh, yeah and even the virtual community that's available through just the sharing of images and that kind of thing yeah you know there's there's the there's the google hangouts which is a great way to actually see people there there's the Flickr. there's you know there's all the sites and that you can start talking to people but yeah you know Somehow seeking out real community and physical contact with people, I mm-hmm. think is really important in these uh, shorter days of the uh, of the winter season. Those of you guys who are down below us or above us, depending on your point of view of the earth, <laughs> as you're moving into uh, summer, we hate you. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Although, Tom, you're in Arizona, so it's all nice there. But, you know. Yeah, actually, it was predicted that we're going to have a mild winter, so no. But, uh, you know, I think the same thing applies during the better weather. You know, you're going to want some inspiration. You're going to want to hang out with people. I, I sort of encourage people to go out and see if you can start communities. And if you want to start communities as part of the Switch to Manual network, let us know. We're, we're all for, you know, Switch to Manual and... We would like branch offices places. So Yeah, yeah. If you start a meetup or something, let yeah. us know. And, and we should just remind folks where they can share images and where they can see some of ours. Before we get into that, I've done my first camera bag review for a MyMac website. So I want to share that with everybody. The nice folks at uh, MindShift Gear... Uh, sent me a really cool backpack to review, and uh, I thought it was a good review. It was a it was, an, it was an, a nice bag. I won't uh, sp- do any spoilers, but I suggest you go over to the. We'll put a link in the in our show notes. But go okay. over to mymac.com and you can find my review of this uh, this Mindshift Gear Rotation 180. It's a backpack with a um, rotating. I would say fanny pack on it. What is it? You know, waist waist pack uh-huh. that tucks away. So it's a it's a really interesting bag. I want to promote those guys because they they sent it to me and uh, I want you guys to read it. So it's part of our our little network here. And again, I want to mention the uh, Shutter Time podcast with Sid and Mac. I just listened to their recent episode. Um, I told them it was the episode was called what did I write it down? The Chosen Image, and it was very much related to the discussion that we had with Ron Haviv in uh-huh. a few episodes ago about why certain pictures become the uh, sort of the uh, spokes image of a, a historical event. So it was a really, really compelling conversation. And I would highly recommend subscribing to their podcast. They're very nice. They, they had me on the show and then me and Marco on the show. And um, I've been listening to their show and it's 
an incredibly good discussion about photography. They're a little Fuji biased, but I don't have a problem with that. So. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I just want to plug them because uh, their show is uh, it's a great listen. So uh, that's the Shutter Time podcast with uh, Sid and Mac. So that's those are my plugs for the moment. Sounds uh, good. People. Yeah. And where can people find us? So you can find us on our website, which is switchtomanual.com. You can find us on Facebook, and we're Switch to Manual there. Just do a search for us. We're on Twitter, uh, at Switch, the number two manual, so Switch to Manual. And we have a Flickr site that you can get to from our website. And if you are subscribing to us on iTunes, we would very much appreciate you guys leaving us some feedback and uh, ratings because it's very helpful for us to have that. And if you have any questions, we're still looking for enough questions to do a uh, listener question show. So please email us or tweet us questions that we can do an episode where we're just talking for you guys. And I just also want to plug that we are now doing portfolio reviews on our site. So check those out. We have several different options. But if you want the Switch to Manual guys to look at your pictures and get some feedback, that's a great way to do it. So... Check out our Switch to Manual portfolio reviews. It's on our website right there in the menu bar. And we even have a free option. I mean, they're, they're you know, you have to pay. But uh, we have different options. And if you want to just try us out, we do have a free 99 option. So. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I don't know. I think that's it. I mean, you're you're settling in in Arizona, and uh, I'm still in Brooklyn. Yeah, yeah. So we're we're expanding the community as yeah. we speak. Yeah. Well, it's great to give a, have us back moving in our uh, Switch to Manual podcast, Street Shots podcast. It's uh, nice to have you settle down enough that you were able to do this. So I'm really happy about that. Thanks, man. Yeah, it's great to be back and uh, look forward to our next one. Yeah. And so to everybody, thanks for listening and uh, I'll see you later. Adios. Adios.